Today I'm going to be meditating on the concept of spiritual warfare. So um, the way I'm going to do this is because there's a ton of scriptures that I'm going to be throwing out there, you might want to get a pen and paper and write them down and then look them up later. I'm not going to stop and look up all of them for you and read them, but I would highly recommend that you do that. Um, So first concept, Satan has power. Once he had authority too, we know that from Luke 4, 6, uh, but Jesus won it back and gave it to us. That was after he he resurrected. So that's Matthew 28, 18 and Colossians 2, 15. Satan is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is what John 10, 10 tells us. He's even more likely to do it if we're standing for God's word or against God's plans. We know that from Mark 4, 17 and 2 Timothy 3, 12. Now, anything he tries to do to us is illegal, but he can still get away with it if we allow it. We have to resist him, standing firm in faith. So we know that from 1 Peter 5, verses 8 to 9, and James 4, 7. Here's how we resist. So most of this comes from Ephesians 6. Number one, we have to be aware of who our real enemy is. We are wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. If that's Ephesians 6:12 recognize that our our weapons are spiritual and they can tear down the enemy's strongholds. We know that from 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Our armor is God's, not ours. Jesus gave it to us. Jesus gave us his armor. We are wearing his armor. Ephesians 6, verse 11 and verse 13. We need to keep God's word, the truth, always buckled around your waist. That is Ephesians 6 verse 14. Or keep it before your eyes, meditating on it constantly. That is Joshua 1 8. It's not just the truth, but it is the truth we know that sets us free. That is John 8 verse 32. Remember that you are righteous through Christ. That's Ephesians 6 verse 14. Unlike Old Testament believers, Old Covenant believers, where disobedience took them out from under God's protection, where Satan could curse them. That's Deuteronomy 28 verse 15. In the New Covenant, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. That is Galatians 3 verse 13. And he gave us his righteousness. Now, every promise found in scripture is yes and amen for us. That is 2 Corinthians 1.20. So don't let Satan tell you differently. He is the father of lies. John 8.44. Sin can still give place to the devil to come in and steal and kill and destroy from you. Ephesians 4.27. But only because your heart might condemn you for it and rob our confidence in prayer. That's 1 John 3 verse 20 to 22. We must believe we receive when we pray. That's Mark eleven twenty four. Unforgiveness is one way in which our hearts may hinder our prayers. That's Mark eleven twenty five to 26. Remember, you wrestle not against flesh and blood. Again, Ephesians six twelve. Forgive people so that you can fight the real enemy behind them. Stay in peace. Ephesians 6 verse 15. Confidence in prayer requires faith and trust. That is Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7, and Isaiah 26, 3. The opposite of faith is fear. That is 1 John 4, 18. Since we have the authority Jesus won back from Satan for us, that's John 16, 33, and Matthew 28, 18, Satan has to get us to fear him in order for him to get away with stealing from us. We do not have to accept the spirit of fear. That's Romans 8, 15. But remember that we have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1, 7. 
Above all, Paul says, we use faith to extinguish Satan's lies. That's Ephesians 6, verse 16. We do this by renewing our minds with God's word. That's Romans 8, 6 and Romans 12, 2. We have the belt of truth already, but we have to mix the word of truth with faith or it profits us nothing. That's Hebrews 4, 2. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. That's Hebrews 12, 2. So we've got to keep our eyes on him. The helmet of salvation, that's Ephesians 6.17. I assume that the significance of this is the fact that it's protecting the mind. The Holy Spirit is the seal that proves that we belong to God. That is 2 Corinthians 1.22, 2 Corinthians 5.5, Ephesians 1.13-14, and Ephesians 4.30. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness that we have salvation and that we belong to God. That is Romans 8.16. So Satan can't lie to us and tell us otherwise. The sword of the Spirit, that's Ephesians 6.17. This is the only offensive weapon. Jesus used the word as his weapon against Satan. That was in Matthew 4, 1-11, Mark 1, 12-13, Luke 4, 1-13. It is living and powerful, Hebrews 4, 12. The word of our testimony of God's goodness likewise has power. That's Revelation 12, 11. Pray with all kinds of prayer. That is 1 Timothy 2.1, including supplication and intercession. That is Ephesians 6.18, praise and thanksgiving, Philippians 4.7, and agreement, Matthew 18, 19, and 20, with perseverance. When you've done all this, stand your ground, Ephesians 6.13. This is the persistence in faith that achieves results and justice. That's Luke 18.1-8. Forcefully lay hold of what Christ died to give you, Matthew 11.12. The end of all of this, we will always, always triumph in Christ, 2 Corinthians 2.14. We will overcome the world and the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2.2, with our faith. 1 John 5, 4. Even under the Old Covenant, God fought for his people in the spiritual realms. So get ready. There's a lot of verses here. So uh, Exodus 14, verse 13. Exodus 23, verse 27. Leviticus 26, verses 5 to 8. Deuteronomy 1, verse 30. Deuteronomy 3, 22. Deuteronomy 7, verses, verses 22 to 24. Deuteronomy 9, 3. Deuteronomy 11, 22 to 25. Deuteronomy 20, verses 1 to 4, Deuteronomy 23, 14, Deuteronomy 28, 7, and also Deuteronomy 31, 6, Deuteronomy 33, 29, Joshua 1, 5, Joshua 23, 10, Judges 7, 22, 1 Samuel 7, 10, 1 Samuel 14, 15 to, 6, 15 to 20, 1 Samuel 17, 47, 2 Samuel 7, 9 to 11, 2 Samuel 22, 33 to 37, 2 Samuel 48, uh, sorry, 22, verse 48, 2 Kings 17, verse 39, 2 Kings 19, verse 7, 2 Chronicles 18, verses 31 to 32, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15 to 25, Isaiah 41, 10 to 14, Isaiah 43, 1 to 2, Isaiah 45, 2 to 3, Isaiah 54, 17, Jeremiah 1, 8, Jeremiah 33, 27, Jeremiah 30, 39, 18, Esther 4, 14, Psalm 10, uh, 610, Psalm 37, 5 to 9, Psalm 59, 10, 
Proverbs 3, 21-26, Proverbs 21, 31. I'm sure there's more. Those are the ones that I wrote down because it shows how God came through in the spiritual realm and turned things around in the, in the natural for us. How much more will he do so today when there is no more curse but all the blessings of Abraham are ours through Christ. And that's, again, Galatians 3.13. So, again, I would encourage you, go through these verses. Encourage yourself in the Word. Keep it before your eyes because there's so much bad news in the world right now. But we have... A God who is bigger than all of it. If we keep our eyes on him, we continue to remember the power that he has given to us, the power that we have in prayer, and we continue to resist the devil and not accept what he is trying to get us to accept, then he will flee from us. That is a promise. All of the promises in scripture are yes and amen, and we can stand on them. That is what spiritual warfare looks like. All right, so I hope that was helpful to you. I will put all of this in the show notes, and I will see you next week. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout Scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.